Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program that celebrates the tremendous talent of the thousands of people who provided news and entertainment to listeners through the only form of immediate mass media available in their homes during the American Golden Age of Radio, roughly from 1930 through the 1940s. This podcast originates from the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for listening. Now let's turn back the clock and introduce the rebroadcast of this track's featured program. Today we're taking a visit to the doctor's office. Yes, once again, the older we get, the more and more squares on our calendar fill up with doctor office visits, dentist, chiropractor, dermatologist, urologist, cardiologist. You know, that's what happens as you get older. Well, let's face it, there are a lot of people taking trips to the doctor's office right now, and I hope you and your family are not some of them. Now, on this trip, as in the past, you're not going to need your insurance or Medicare card. There will not be any co-pays, and if you need medications, they are free. That's the good news. Yes, uh, the bad news, uh, well, this is a radio series that's about a fictional character, a make-believe doctor. And his name is Dr. Christian. But he's played by an actor who knows nothing about medicine. But he certainly sounds like he does in this extremely popular series. Yeah, it's CBS Radio's Dr. Christian, and it was broadcast on Sunday from November 7th, 1937 through January 1950. Now you do the math, and it comes out to about 13 years on the air. So it was a popular show. It was really a soap opera, but not your everyday soap opera. The soap opera played like a serial drama. Each episode was a complete story. But to keep listeners abreast of the goings-on, past activity was referred to within other episodes, as is done with all other soap operas. Dr. Christian was portrayed by Gene Herschel, who got his fame basically when he played the Alps-dwelling grandfather in the Shirley Temple film Heidi. The female lead of the nurse, as Judy Price, was played by Rosemary Camp, Lorreen Tuttle, Kathleen Fitz, and Helen Clare over the years, and the opening theme music was Rainbow on the River. Now, Dr. Christian was so popular, and Herschel's portrayal of him was so real, that he consistently received mail from listeners asking for medical advice. As a side note, the analytics that I get indicate that Dr. Christian is quite popular with you, and that's a good thing. I enjoy these shows, too. Dr. Christian's a country doctor who lives in a small town called River's End. Could have been called River's Beginning, but they decide, or River's Middle, the middle of the river. But that wouldn't be good to be in the middle of the river, so they called it River's End, or River's Back End, or River's Ass, it could be called. Um, he gave wise advice, never talking down to those he doctored. The episodes appear to be so current that it's hard to believe much of Dr. Christian was written over 84 years ago. On this track, you're going to hear one story, and it's entitled The War Story. So I think it involves a flashback of some kind, probably to World War One. Dr. Christian is, is uh, not here at the very beginning. His friends are coming over to play checkers, but he'll be here in a little while. So 
I guess we better get going or else we're going to miss the show. Dr. Christian, The War Story, and it was broadcast on uh, February 20th, 1938. Where were you on that day? Don't answer that. From Hollywood, California, we bring you Chapter 16 in the story of Dr. Christian, presented for your enjoyment by the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. Let us see now what Dr. Christian's story is for this afternoon. We find his office warm and brightly lighted, with Judy closing up her typewriter for the day and Bill Conway waiting for her. Roy Davis entered. Hello, Conway. Good evening, Mr. Davis. Where's Doc, Judy? He had to make a call, but when he comes back, he has to go over some figures with me, so there'll be no checkers tonight. Mm, she tried to get rid of me, too, but I was suddenly taken sick. So now I'm a patient, and she can't do anything about it. Say, come to think of it, I don't feel so well myself. Oh, I just got to get these figures ready. They're for Dr. Christian's income tax. In return. fact, I'm certain I have a cold coming on. <laughs> cold? Look at me. Pneumonia. Oh, that's nothing. I've got double pneumonia. I never do things by hand. Now, house. listen. Well, what is this? Meeting or something? Dr. Christian. Look, doctor. Don't you know that having an unsympathetic office girl is the quickest way to lose a patient? Who is losing the patient? I am. Waiting for Judy to finish that work. Yes, Doc, I'm surprised at the way you make Judy slave. Keeping her here all evening. It isn't cricket. Oh, you mean it isn't checkers. After all, Dr. Christian, she's only young once. He ought to be out with some nice, proper young man. Oh, well, maybe Judy is working too hard. Dr. Christian, if we don't get at those figures... And don't forget, I'm a patient too, Doc. I've got to take my medicine. Don't worry, you will. Just as soon as I find a checkerboard. Oh, all right, I give up. I mean, I thought you were sick, Bill. I was, but I'm feeling better already. <laughs> well, so long, everybody. Good night. All right. All right. So it's Conway now, eh? I thought Jerry Turner was the fair-haired young man. Oh, I guess it's 50-50. Sit down, Roy. What do you have? Black checkers or red? I'll take the red this time, just to show how versatile I am. So you still have the idea you can hand me a trimming, eh? I oh. thought you'd given that up. No, 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 but I've got a little formula. Hmm? You hang on to an idea firmly enough and long enough. You can make it come true. Yes? You ever see it work out? Well, not exactly. I saw something very much like it once, but <laughs> but I never found out whether it worked out or not. Well, what was it? Oh, it happened during the war. I was a captain in the medical corps, and at the time I had in mind attached to a unit stationed in a little French village about 20 kilometers behind the lines. In a village shop one evening, I happened to... There they go again. Uh, keep your shirt on, Slim. You ought to be glad they ain't dropping them on us. I always figure if a shell's got their name on it, it'll find you, and if it hasn't, it won't. Hey, guys, saw Cognac. Played too sweet. Trouble with these Frenchmen, they don't understand their own language. Well, anyway, we might as well get used to it, little Straffin. I hear we're moving up tomorrow. There'll be plenty of it up there. Okay, all you enlisted men, back to your billet. Ah, for Pete's sake. You coming, Slim? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, in a minute. What's the matter, son? Never mind, you don't have to stand to attention. I'm just a doctor. New here, aren't you? Uh, yes, sir. Our uh, outfit came in last Monday. We're moving up tomorrow. So I hear. It'll be different up there. It'll be exciting. You know, the waiting is the worst part of it. 
Yes, you're trying to think, to imagine things. Yes, sir. Don't, don't they ever stop that firing? Three days of it, three days. Someday they'll stop. Someday it'll all stop, and the war will be over. I don't think it'll ever be over. We'll keep on fighting until the whole world's destroyed. The military police is pretty strict around here, son. You'd better go back to your quarters. Yes, sir. Good night. Good night, sir. I'm... I'm not going back. Oh, there's no danger. Those shells are dropping miles away from here. I'm not afraid of the shells. I'm not going back to the billet. I'm not going to the front tomorrow. I'm not going through with all this. Now, hold on. Fighting a war is one job you can't quit. Why should I fight? Because you're a soldier. Oh, no. No, I'm not. I'm a farmer. I didn't want any war. I haven't any reason for going out and killing somebody. There's no sense to it. War doesn't make sense. But just the same, you have to do what they tell you to do. But we're all fooled. The smart coward can always get a fool to do his fighting for him. When it's over, it's the fool who lies out there. Up there in the mud, blown to a mess of bloody rags. So the coward can dress up in a fancy uniform and make a speech. Well, I'm not going. Now, look here. They can't make me. They can't make me do it. If you run away, you'll be the servant. They'll catch you and shoot you. I'd let them. Let them shoot me. All I ask is to get it over with quick. Get it over with quick. You. You're an officer. You've got a gun. All right. I'm a deserter. I'm refusing to fight. I'm going to run away. I'm going out through that door there. And the only way you can stop me is to shoot me. You hear me? Shoot me. Because I'm running away. All right? Why don't you shoot? Why don't you... Here. Sit down. I, I guess you must figure I'm pretty yellow. If being afraid is yellow, then we're all yellow. Only some of us keep from showing it. When I first came here, I was scared to death, and I'm still scared to death. But there's nothing you can do about it, so try to think of something else. And if you try real hard, you can forget it, and at least for a little while, almost forget it. Where are you from, son? Indiana. Uh-huh. What town? You wouldn't know it. You on a farm there? Yeah. Yeah, with my folks. I was born on a farm. Tell me about it. Well, it's, it's on a Wabash River. Uh, our place runs right down to the water. Well, that makes it pretty handy for swimming. Yeah. Especially in the summer when you're, you're working in the field. If I ever own a farm, it'll, it'll be along a river just like the Wabash. How's the fishing? <laughs> pretty good. Now, I used to do a lot of fishing when I was a kid. All day sometimes. I remember how it used to be. Cutting across the fields on my way home. Sun would be going down and it get kind of dark. And lightning bugs would be flicking in and out among the sycamore trees. And pretty soon I'd, I'd come to the lane. You could see the house. There'd be smoke coming up out of the chimney. And I'd know Ma was... was getting supper ready. See you. You are going back there. You are going back. Oh, you mustn't let that idea out of your mind for one, in, one instance. You see, son, sometimes if you can get, hang on to an idea firmly enough and long enough, you can make it come true. Yeah, I... I kind of get what you mean, Doc. And I... I won't forget. You go back to your billet now. Think these things through. <laughs> and when you... 
When you get a little bit scared, remember that the man alongside of you is just as scared as you are. We're all in the same boat. Oh, I, I don't feel so scared now. You see? My little formula is working already. I'm quartered here upstairs over the shop. You have time in the morning before you leave, come in. All right. Any men in here? Hey, why aren't you in your quarters? It's my fault, Sergeant. I detained him. Okay, sir. All right, buddy. Back to your quarters and fall in with your company under arms. We're moving up. Tonight? Yeah, right now. So you better make it snappy. Good luck, son. Goodbye, Doctor. The church is filled from wall to wall now. Wonder what them saints think looking down on a place of holy worship made into a dressing station and outside thousands of men bumping each other off. They thank God for good doctors like Captain Christian. The man's a marvel. Three days and nights he's been at it with hardly any rest at all. How about yourself, sister? You've been at it as long as he has. Water. Water. Orderly. Orderly, some water. Give me the antithetons. Here, Orderly. Give him a drink. Sergeant McGowan. Yes, sir. See if you can find a place for him. Over there by the chancel. Oh, we've got to have more room, more help. Any words from the headquarters? No, sir, not yet. Dr. Christian. Yes. All right, McGowan. Take him along. Ask Dr. Myers to dress his wound as soon as he can. Okay, men. Bring him over here. Dr. Christian, can you come over here and look at this man? Shrapnel? Yes. How long has he been here? Since five o'clock this morning. Well, we've done everything that can be done for him here. He's dying. Have him in this one as you can. We need that cut. Captain Christian? Yes? Message from headquarters, sir. All right. Any answer, sir? Uh, no. But you can tell the colonel we are badly in need of help. Yes, sir. Orders from headquarters, Miss Williams. High point and head on the shots, that's all. No more dressings. We'd better let Dr. Myers know about it. The men would be moved to the base hospital for treatment. Well, then why don't they move them? Why don't they do something? We need more doctors and more nurses and more supplies. And all we get is a piece of paper. Now bring some more men in, sir. I'll be right with you. No! No! They're out there! They're out there! Get them away! Can't be a hypodermic. Get them away! Ah, this needle's all shut. Don't use it again. Machine. Machine gun. Now the antitetanus. They're out there. Behind that ridge. Machine guns. They're out there. 
All right, take him along. Bring up the next man. Here, I think this needle is all right. He looks like he's done for. Yes. Yes, he'll be dead before they get into the base hospital. We might as well... Wait. Why, I... I know this boy. Who is he? I don't know his name, except that they call him Slim. But I was talking to him the other evening at the wine shop. Hmm. He was telling me about his home in Indiana. Poor guy. I guess he'll never see that again. And it's all my fault. Your fault? Yes, because I... I sent him out there to die. He was going to run away and... And I stopped him. Tell Miss Williams I want to. Yes, sir. Someone you may see off this table. Move that stuff any place. Lay it on the floor. All right. All right, put him on the table. Oh, be careful, can't you? Be careful. Move him. Move a little way this way. Under the light. You want me, doctor? Is there any eater left? Yes, doctor. Bring Sherman and Anita Cone. I'm going to operate. You're, you're going to... Don't stand there. Hurry. But the orders are only to give Andy Tetton the shot. I don't please. care what the orders are. There's a chance of saving this boy's life. You think I'll... I'm going to let all this stop me. But they'll find out about it. They'll find out as soon as he gets to the base hospital. You'll be court-martialed. Do as I tell you. Get that eagle. I'm going to operate. hospital, and I never saw nor heard of him again. How about you? Did you get a court-martial for operating against orders? No, but I spent a bad hour and a half with the colonel. Well, now, this isn't beating you at checkers, is it? Go ahead, your move. Well, uh... Oh, there's that phone again. I've never known it to fail. Hello? This is Dr. Christian. Yes? Well, I'm... I'm sorry, but I didn't get that name. Oh, yes, Mrs. Catherwood. Huh. All right. All right, yes, I will. Goodbye. I, I, I thought I knew everybody around here. Do you know a Mrs. Catherwood, Roy? Catherwood? No. She says she lives out on the river road, just below the Powell place. Never heard of her. Must have just moved here. Why? I thought maybe you'd made it all up. Made it up? Yes. <laughs> To keep me from getting beating your checkers. I have to go out there. You don't want him to hear? He's sleeping. No use disturbing him just yet. Anyhow, I want you to fill a basin of hot water. Yes, Doctor. When did your husband cut his arm? Oh, it must have been oh, ten days ago. It wasn't a bad cut. I thought it was all well, and then... Well, then today he complained of it hurting him, and 
His next feeling, Sis. Oh, is, is this enough water? Yes, that'll do. Oh, what's the matter with him, Dr. Christian? Well, I'm afraid it's... that he's a pretty sick man. Oh, that... that isn't what you intended to say. Hmm? You mean he... he isn't going to get well? I didn't say that. You didn't have to. Oh, I know what you meant. I could tell it when you looked at his arm. That's why you brought me out in the kitchen so he wouldn't hear. He's not going to get well. Oh, here now, that's no way to talk. Oh, it's my fault. My fault. He cut his arm, it became infected. How could it be your fault? Because I should have called you sooner. I put it off. I put it off because... because we're so short of money. We just moved here. We've been buying the farm, taking almost all the money we've saved. Oh, you've got to do something for him. Everything you can. The doctor always does everything he can. He loves this place, so By next summer, we, we, we would have paid for it. It would have been up. It would have been his. Oh, why didn't I call you sooner? I know how you feel. I remember when I said those very words. It's my fault. Look here. I'll tell you what I, what I was going to say. I'm afraid of testing the Oh. In fact, there's hardly any doubt. I saw too much of it during the war not to know. But it can be cured, can't it? It can be cured. It can be prevented if it's treated in time. If I'd only known, if I'd only realized, but... Well, it was such a little cut, and we were so so hard up. He worked and saved and gone without things, so that someday he could have a little farm. A little farm by the river. No. Now, when he has it, I... I let him die. Oh, isn't there anything you can do? Anything? Yes, and I'm going to do it. I can open and drain the wound and give him antitetanus. But I can't be sure if it'll do any good now. He... he still might die? It'll require some power beyond mine if he gets well. Bring the water. Put the basin here, where it'll be handy. I think I'd better cut his sleeve right off. Hand me those scissors. Oh, he's, he's waking up. It's the doctor, darling. You think you can stand it to see a little surgery? Oh, yes, yes. Then you can help me. Roll up his other sleeve. I'll give you a hypodermic first. There. Oh, let me have that either. In the corner of my kit. Mr. Catherwood. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little whiff of ether. There's nothing to it at all. I'm going to hold this cone over your face. I just want you to take a few deep breaths. Here. Now just try it once. That's right. Now some more. Just breathe deeply. Now that wound will drain freely. Three days. Three days. Oh, they He's coming out of the eagle. They want war. Let them do the fighting themselves. What's he saying? It isn't anything. It's just the eagle. I'm not going. You're an officer. He's got a gun. All right. I'm refusing to fight. I'm going to run away. Why don't you shoot me? Why don't you shoot? 
Why? Why, Slim? Going through that door. Why don't you shoot? Slim! Oh. 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 It's... It's you, Doc. Yes. It's funny. Seeing you again. I... I haven't forgotten how... What you told me. That night. In the village. Shop. Of course you haven't. And now you have your farm, just as you pictured it. The fields running down to the river, and the lane and the house at the end of it. You hung on to that idea pretty well, Slim. You made it come true. You can't go away and leave it now. You've got to get well. You must keep hanging on to it. You've got to get well. going to be in town, how can I stop you from seeing me? Hello, Judy. Oh, about six o'clock. No, I won't be working on the books tonight. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. It was Bill Conway. He's coming out this evening. What, again? Again. Oh, he hasn't been here since that night you were called out to the Catherwood. Oh, say, how's Slim Catherwood doing? Fine. <laughs> He'll be back at work before long. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you something. He paid his bill yesterday. Oh, that's a break. But why the big rush? Oh, he just wanted to pay up and get it settled. Uh, you'd better put it down to books. How much was it? Well, you see, he was a little short of money, oh, so I... I might have known. Cutting your bills again, hmm? All right. Out with it. What did he pay you? Two quarts of firewood. And he's going to send a dozen of eggs every week. A dozen of eggs every week, hmm? Well, what's the matter with that? What's the matter? Now, look, Dr. Paul Christian, you saved that man's life in France and risked court martial to do it. Yes, but... And then you turn around and save his life again, pull him through when he didn't have a chance, and now, now you settle for the huge payment of two cords of firewood and a dozen eggs a week. Oh, but I, I told you he didn't have any money and... Oh, he has property, hasn't he? A farm? Yes. Yes, he has a farm. All his life, he wanted a farm like that. It meant everything to him. He dreamed about it, lived for it. Now he has it. And it was the farm that pulled him through much more than what I did. So maybe I'm pretty lucky to select even two quarts of wood and a few dozen eggs. Well, you're certainly the poorest businessman I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. But don't you ever dare to change. I bet you tell that to all the boys. <laughs>
Marshall, starred in the title role of these Dr. Christian stories, has prepared for you a unique and interesting souvenir. A beautiful album of Hollywood stars containing 36 marvelous pictures to commemorate his 25 years in Hollywood. Among the pictures in the album are stills from some of the greatest motion pictures ever made. Practically all the top-flight Hollywood stars appear in these pictures, too, making the album a real cavalcade of Hollywood. You or anyone can get a copy of Gene Herschel's album by sending your name and address and 10 cents to defray cost of preparation and postage. Address your letter to Vaseline Products, 17 State Street, New York, and enclose the 10 cents in your letter. And we will send with the album a first aid chart for your medicine cabinet, prepared for you by Dr. Shirley Wynne, former health commissioner of New York City. There is no extra charge for the chart. This, we think, is the finest souvenir ever offered to the radio audience. And it comes to you with the good wishes of the makers of Vaseline Preparation. Their Vaseline Petroleum Jelly is the approved first aid product throughout the United States and Canada. It should be applied immediately to bumps, bruises, and other minor skin ailments. You can use it with complete safety because it is sterilized in the process of manufacture and packed in sterilized containers. So when you buy, be sure to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. Another Vaseline product you will find useful is Vaseline Hair Tonic for scalp massage as well as hair dressing. Both can be bought at any drugstore. Gene Herschel appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. He'll be back with another Dr. Christian story next week. Meanwhile, send for his handsome souvenir, Gene Herschel's album of Hollywood stars and the first aid chart for your medicine cabinet. Send 10 cents with your name and address to Vaseline Products, 17 State Street, New York, and your album will be mailed promptly. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparation. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you.